We need shame. This is the soapbox for the week of June 12th, 2022. Shame is a vital part of a freely functioning society, and it has been disappearing in ours for over 30 years now. There was a campaign in the 1990s to understand and sympathize with those who steal. The classic example used was the struggling single father who needed to feed his baby and therefore robbed a 7-Eleven. I'm not even sure that this ever even actually happened, but the example was bandied about endlessly as a way to teach us all that there's a story behind everything and therefore we should feel compassion towards this mystery father and not only not prosecute him, but more importantly, not shame him or those like him who are merely down on their luck. Thus began the long and winding road of shaming no one ever for anything. From criminals, we moved on to bodies. No one should ever be made to feel less than because of their appearance. There's no such thing as fat or obese, and certainly no one should ever be called ugly or disgusting because someone somewhere finds them attractive, and therefore, we all must. We've gone so far in the body positivity movement that we now shame what used to be the beautiful people. Yes, you heard that correctly. As we remove shame from those who don't fit traditional norms of beautiful body size and shape, we have shifted the shame to those who do. Victoria's Secret, for example, got rid of their famous angels last year. Those women who were of traditional supermodel build and instead created an entirely new group of models who now advertise their products in their plump, oddly shaped, far more acceptable ways. Sorry, supermodels, you're out of work. Other things and people we've been told over the years not to shame include everything from misbehaved kids in public, you don't understand, to pedophiles, not kidding, and everything in between. By the way, there are links to all of these examples at radradio.com in the soapbox section if you want to go down the rabbit hole of reviewing these items. The problem is that when there's no shame in society, there are no rules, there's no boundaries, and eventually, quite literally, no laws. The past few years has seen a laser focus on homelessness and removing the shame from it. In fact, we're supposed to now call it houselessness. They have a home. It's on the streets. They just don't have a house, you see. Here's the problem. While there are many legitimate and sad reasons that people find themselves in horrible situations, whether it be in inability to feed their children, or having no structural home to live in, that doesn't change the fact that there must be shame attached to those realities in order to motivate and compel people to do everything in their power to avoid winding up in those situations, and to get their asses out of them as swiftly as possible if they ever find themselves there. It's time for that reality check to be reinstilled into our society, Shame is a motivator. The reason we have 11 million job openings in America and an almost record low labor participation rate is that there's no shame in not working. Conservatives will tell you it's because the government's paying them to stay home, which is a provable lie. And liberals will tell you that people are both scared of COVID and unwilling to work for big, mean companies who don't offer the proper benefits, which is also horse shit. Regardless of the reasons... The safety net of knowing that there is no shame in not working provides comfort to those spending their days living with enabling relatives, playing video games, 
and draining society. Having grown up paycheck to paycheck and being told more than once that we couldn't afford to do something that I desperately wanted to do, I knew at a young age that I never wanted to feel that way as an adult. I was instantly motivated to make money. Once I ventured out on my own, I remember the pit in my stomach as I stood at the grocery store checkout line, waiting to find out if my check would clear or my ATM card would be approved, and more than once, I was denied. And I had to walk away hungry, empty-handed, and most importantly, ashamed, but also committed to continuing to work my ass off to ensure I would never feel that way again. When I started to make what I thought was decent money, particularly for a 21-year-old at the time, I remember heading to Home Depot to find a fancy new gas grill, only to discover I could barely afford a not-even-close-to-what-I-wanted model. I bought it, just so that every time I used it, I could motivate myself to throw that thing out as quickly as possible after working harder to never again have to disappoint myself or anyone I shared my life with simply because... We didn't have the money. And so today, and I say this not as a braggadocious moment, but as a teachable moment, as the economy is at its lowest point literally in 40 years, and most people dread going to the gas station or the grocery store, neither my wife nor I give it a second thought, and absolutely nothing about our lives has changed. I vividly remember having $5 cashed in my name, needing to get to work, and having an empty gas tank. And at the time, gas cost $2 a gallon. So I had to stand there at the pump doing math to figure out if I could get to and from work on only one gallon. And the whole time swearing, never again. We need shame. We need to inflict it and use it as a motivator, it has its place. Perhaps most importantly, we need to, at the very least, not remove shame entirely and normalize everything. The latest disgusting example of this is the new national campaign that doesn't discourage drug use at all. It just encourages that you do it safely and with friends. No. I'm not kidding. It's called No Overdose, K-N-O-W, Overdose. Get it? They're going to teach you how to know <laughs> how to properly and safely overdose. Billboards, which began in San Francisco, of course, are now spreading to other high-use heroin areas across the country, teaching people how to do absolutely nothing to stop using drugs, and instead to make like-minded friends and have emergency overdose drugs on hand for when things get out of control. Rather than encourage people not to use heroin at all, the campaign teaches people to do so in groups because it's less harmful that way, which is like saying... Hey, if you're going to play Russian roulette, please do so with plenty of medical equipment handy, just in case we need to put your brains back inside your skull. The campaign is providing deadly misinformation. So let's go through the three main ideas of it. Idea number one, use with people and take turns. 
you'll see this if you click on the link at radradio.com in the soapbox section. That's bullet point number one. Use with people and take turns. Take turns? If you're the last person to inject heroin, that means everyone else is already blitzed. Who's going to help you? That's the whole idea, is that you're overdosing with other people so that somebody can call an ambulance or something. By the way, the campaign never mentions the importance of not sharing needles, so we can assume that that will be happening at these heroin parties. Wonderful. That's an excellent way to spread plenty of many nasty infectious diseases. Point number two, get free naloxone. You know what this stuff is? Returning to the Russian roulette analogy, this is akin to saying wear a helmet while playing Russian roulette. Naloxone certainly can save the life of a person who has overdosed on heroin or another opioid, but it doesn't always. This is a drug that cops use, hospitals have on hand, and it is free in certain parts of the country. But one study shows that naloxone, when administered by an average person, and keep in mind in this example, it's going to be an average person who's strung out on heroin trying to help his buddy, it's effective 75 to 100% of the time. Hey, that's good. But it also means that one in four people who overdose will die anyway, even if given naloxone. Plus, it completely greenlights the idea of overdosing by saying, hey, 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 we got your back if you go too far. Just a little naloxone will take the edge off. <laughs> Jesus. Point three, let's take care of each other. Sorry, <clears throat> let's take care of each other. Uh-huh. The best way to take care of each other is to encourage people never to use these dangerous drugs. Of course it's going to happen, but we don't need to make it normal and accepted. Heroin is inherently unsafe. It's impossible to know what stuff bought up the street is adulterated with. Could be anything from fentanyl, which is coming in in waves from Mexico and is far more potent and deadlier than heroin, to rat poison. The neighborhood drug dealer is not always trustworthy, I know, hard to believe. This is what happens when a society spends decades making up excuses to explain, justify, rationalize, and normalize illegal, idiotic, dangerous, and most importantly, shameful behavior. Having empathy and sympathy for users is the job of counselors who are working with them one-on-one. -on -one. The job of society is to shame and marginalize them as a lesson for others who consider going down that road. And think about this irony. We just spent the last year dividing an already divided nation even further by shaming, shunning, and punishing people who wouldn't get a controversial vaccine that many didn't even need because they already had natural immunity from having had COVID. And don't start with me. I'm vaccinated. I made that choice. As opposed to the loser downtown making the choice to fill his veins with Heroin, bleach, AIDS, and God knows what else. He and I apparently are to be revered. Meanwhile, the quote-unquote idiot that said, No, I talked with my doctor and decided that the COVID vaccine isn't for me. Well, he should never be allowed to see a concert, travel, work, or congregate anywhere ever again. Great. Now the next time I go see a Broadway show, I'll be sitting next to some strung-out heroin-addled bum and his wacky friends who are supporting each other as they overdose their brains out. Good times, and totally logical, too.